Okay, hello everyone. Mike Cleveland here with one of my new friends, David from Iowa. So good to see you. I'm so glad to be talking to you right now. We've interacted a lot on Marco Polo, haven't we? Yeah. And it's good to hear you and just to see what the Lord has done in your life for sure. Thanks for taking some time to come and join me. It's an honor. It's a, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Amen. Well, um, I appreciated, I think it was your, maybe your last comment on Marco Polo. I'm just rejoicing in the gospel. I mean, I heard that. And in fact, I played it to another guy that was over. I said, I just want you to see the power of the cross and mm-hmm. in your, your comments. So um, it's been wonderful. How are you doing? Everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is great. <laughs> I, I understand when I first listened to the podcast, I couldn't believe how can two grown men get so giddy about the gospel, something that I learned in Sunday school. And now I understand. And it's such a privilege and joy to be here. Even you praying before starting the recording, I was thinking, oh man, <laughs> like this is just getting me fired up about Jesus. He's so good to us. And <laughs> he sure is. He's so good. And yes, we get giddy. It, it, you can't really truly contemplate the cross of Christ you know, it, it often, I'm not sure whether it hurts me more or it makes me giddy more, but it's a combination of, of those two amazing things. And um, so we're here to uh, share your story. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing. Um, I've heard some of it off and on uh, over time, but I think this is the first time we've joined together like this on Zoom. So yeah, let's uh, Let's start, and we will look together. You selected this passage, Galatians 2, 19 to 21. So um, I'll read the first verse here, and maybe we can just talk about it and go on through the passage as God leads. Hmm. Uh, Verse 19, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. Hmm. And so as you look at this verse, there is an I who die and an I who live. So the I who who died had to die so that the I could live. Um, And just talk about this I who died for a minute, David. You know, I I know you know my past. It's just a sinful bondage, a life of slavery. I mean, Mm -hmm. talk about pornography and sexual impurity and drunkenness and lying, just plain lying, Mm -hmm. deception and uh, all kinds of areas that sin had a stranglehold on me for Mm -hmm. decades. Uh, I never thought I could be free. And you mentioned that to me before we started the recording. If you would just share a little bit about, you know, your past, your background, your history, what, what kind of led you here and anything you want to share like that? Yeah. I'm 29 and I started wrestling with lust when I was 12 (laughs) and, and wrestling, you know, I think I like how the emphasis on using the biblical words of bondage and slavery. I did not like using those words when I was in bondage and slavery because they terrified me. Um, But now with the freedom of the cross, I can look back and admit, yeah, it was bondage. It was slavery. It was coming to my 14th birthday and saying, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm growing up now. Nothing changed. Um, 
I was, I was blessed in the middle of high school. I, uh, was at a camp where I confessed. I didn't even know what half of this stuff was called, um, with pornography, um, and some of the other sins that go along with it that I'm, I'm not sure are helpful to mention, but I just had a chance to confess that. And I found some starting point of freedom in a worldly sense of I was accepted by my friends, but throughout that summer, there was so much gospel, the emphasis on the cross the whole summer. And I started to believe God's love for me on the cross. And I actually started walking in freedom for over a year in that time. And you were 14. So this was actually when I was 16. Okay. And but after that year, uh, I started looking at myself again, instead of looking at the cross and I backslid right into it. And then I thought, oh no, I read Hebrews and there was this thing about falling away. And I thought, oh no, is that me? Wow. And so for the past 20, 10 years, 11 years now, I've been back in this bondage to it and looking at my track record. And, you know, it says, you know, through the law, you know, I used to live even the spring earlier this spring, I was living under the law. Um, when, when you, let me just clarify this with yeah. you. Well, okay. So first of all, you said you started looking at yourself. Now, what do you mean by that? I, I take it. You mean, you're not actually staring at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean when you say I, I started? Cause it seems like that's where you sort of went over the mm-hmm. cliff back down into sin. Right. The first summer of that camp was basic training and it was just the gospel again and again. Here's what Jesus has done for us. So my eyes were on the cross. The second summer was find the fire. We got to stir up this passion for God. And what was the emphasis for me that summer was David, you're so spiritual now. And now it was looking at myself and saying, I want to have, I want to have more fire. I want to have more joy in Christ. I want to praise God more. I want to be more passionate. I want to be more mature. And the, and all the attention went right back to me. <laughs> I see exactly what you're saying. Yes. And, and when that happens, it just completely um, dulls the, the fire that is there, right? Is that what you experienced? Absolutely. Yeah. And so then you said you were living under the law. Now, um, aren't we supposed to live under the law of the land? And uh, is what's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, I think this verse really, you know, it, I feel like this, this verse answers that, the, that question of what does the law do with me? You know, the, the law in, in Christ, he says, you know, if, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off because it's, it's better to lose your hand and, and enter the kingdom than to go to, go to hell, enter fire with, with both hands. So, you know, we look at the old Testament, the law says one who's an adulterer deserves to be stoned, to be killed. So living under the law is this fear of, of punishment, this fear of, this and and then knowing that Jesus says that anyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has committed adultery in his heart. I had committed adultery thousands of times, and um, and I was still doing it, and I deserved death, and I knew it. 
Um, and so I was looking at myself and trying to wash up myself and look at my track record. How many days have I been without lust? How many days have I been without looking at some sort of pornography and impurity? And my own thoughts too were so twisted with sexual sin. And the law says this guy needs to die. He needs to die. Um, <laughs> which is why I love that it says, for through the law, the law says, do this or die. And I didn't do it. So I deserve to die through the law. I died to the law so that I might live to God. Um, and I can't wait to talk about the cross that that's where that happened. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly where that happens. Um, you know, it's interesting in first Corinthians 15, somewhere in verse 56 through 58, it talks about the law being the power of sin. And mm. so when you described yourself living under the law, that is where sin gets its strength from. When I say, I'm going to do this better, I'm going to go three days without, no, four days if I, you know, and we're putting these restrictions and these laws and, you know, in God's law itself, and it just terrorizes us. It brings fear. You know, I don't mean to speak for you, but that's the way it was for me anyway, of just living under the law and under guilt go hand in hand, the law and guilt and the power of sin all go hand in hand together. So David, that David that was under the law died. Hmm. So what died with it? The power of sin, hmm. guilt, shame, lust, all of those things all died. And as you said, where did that all die? Was it? Hmm. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. If we look at this passage that you and I can't even live for God while we're under the law. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right. That's so true. You know, I, yeah, I was listening to these preachers saying things like, you need to love God with all your heart and all your soul. And, and that's what the Bible says. That's the law, right? Jesus says the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I thought, oh man, I got to try hard. And I knew the gospel, right? I knew, okay, I can't do it and all this, but I wasn't looking at Christ. I wasn't hoping and resting and leaning on him and finding my refuge in him and sheltering in him. And, and, and so I was trying, Mike, I would spend three or four hours at my bedside praying on my knees and wow. crying out of fear, just like, God, I hope we're okay, but I don't know. Cause I, I was that loving to you. I, I can't tell. And I'm, I'm introspecting. I'm looking, and this is why I've loved how setting captives free has set my eyes on the image of the bronze serpent being a med, a, a picture for Christ, because it was like, I got bit by a snake on my ankle, right? And I like, I'm looking at this snake bite on my ankle and I'm trying to suck out the poison. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do some medicine on it. I'm just saying, oh, if I could, if I could just be better. Mm -hmm. And then if I was having a good day, I would look at myself and say, oh, I, maybe I can, maybe God will hear my prayer because mm -hmm. I'm doing okay. But the, whether I had my good days or bad days, those all were di died on the cross. Right. Yes. The, I, and that's what I loved about what you said the other day, that not only your sin, but your good deeds, your righteous acts, um, you know, you're, you're, you're progressing your time of freedom, right? All those things die. 
Um, and this is where we find freedom. So let's let's go on. So we've talked about the I who died so that I might live. So something happened there uh, where my old man, my old nature died. And then we go where? Well, that's verse 20. And I'm pretty sure you want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, uh, yeah, it's hard to sit still. Um, <laughs> I have been crucified with Christ. Wow. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, this is, I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that first phrase, I have been crucified with Christ. It's funny how you can, for me, I, I find I can even look at a gospel verse and still take it the wrong way. I used to think I have been crucified with Christ was Paul saying, I tried really hard to put my old self to death. I said yes. no when I wanted cake and I, you know, yes. and I, when I didn't look again at that girl who, but he's saying, I'm looking at Christ. I see on that pole is a dead bronze snake. I see on that cross is a, is a, is a pure and, and righteous man who now is covered with my sin. And all of these stripes on his back are proof that the punishment of my sin has been dealt out fully. The nails, the nails through his wrists have pinned it forever to the cross. And the fact that Jesus did not just suffer, but that he suffered all the way to death means that David Malum by faith has also died on that cross. That David's record of debt has been punished in Jesus' precious blood and that, yeah, all, all of the quote unquote good things that I did that were still stained with selfishness are also there. And so now I can say it is no longer I who live. That guy's, that guy's gone. But Christ who lives in me. <laughs> so now when I see a, a verse, when I'm looking at the gospel and I'm looking at the cross and then I see a command like, um, you know, to, to rejoice always or something, I think to myself, Jesus lives in me. The personality that's, that's living in me is, is Jesus. So I can say, Father, teach me to rejoice in you. And, 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 and I know that he'll answer because there's this new life in me, this new heart, new desires. Yes. And you made a really good point, and that is when we used to read verses like that would just make a blanket statement, I have been crucified with Christ. We would say, yeah, I need to try harder to do better. I need, yes, that's right. I need to. And now we go, wait a minute. God is making a declarative statement that all believers have been put to death in the person of his son. And so when we look at the cross, we are to see our old selves hanging there. Mm -hmm. Our old man, our sinful self, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> hanging with Christ. And the more we see that, David, the more we turn our eyes and look at that, the more we experience the power of it. I want to read you something um, just briefly. There's a, there's a man by the name of Bishop Taylor Smith. I don't know if you ever knew him. He was a chaplain uh, to the general forces, but he had a conversation with a young man. It went like this. The bishop said, when you think about the cross of Christ, what do you see? The young man said, well, I see Christ and two thieves crucified on either side of him. And Bishop said, well, what else do you see? The young man said, well, I, I see soldiers gambling. And the bishop said, if that is all you see, I think you will have trouble with the Christian life. When I see the cross, along with all of that, I see old Bishop Taylor Smith. I was crucified with Christ. Mm. This is the one thing, David, that I think that the church needs to, to see is, wow. you know, to, to look at the cross as it looms large against the backdrop of sin. Mm -hmm. But don't just see, oh, yeah, Jesus died for my sin. See that God gathered up all believers and wow. he put them in his son and nailed us all right there to the cross. Wow. And, and that happened so that you and I could be free from sin, free from its penalty and its power, you know, free from one day its very presence. Um, and, and I see that's what you are gathering. That's what you're looking at. And I love it. <laughs> um, and so look at this, this passage. I've been crucified with Christ. And I, the old me, the old pornographer, adulterer, the old liar, uh, everything else, that old me no longer lives, but Christ lives in me. Um, the, and the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see the two bookends of the cross there, right? Where the first one is, I've been crucified with Christ. And the last one is, he loved me and gave himself for me. And so our life is surrounded, bookended by the cross of Christ. Uh, and he, and David, as you look at this, though, think about it. He loved you and gave himself for you. He didn't just send a message from heaven. Yo, David, I love you. He gave himself for you. What do you think? Of, what do you think about that? It's, yeah, it's astounding. I, <laughs> I used to look at the cross and hate it because <laughs> what I would see is I would see Jesus died for you. See how much he loves you. Darn it. You should love him more. Hmm. Turning it around again. To... Yeah. It, it became the worst kind of law. I was like, oh hmm. no, like now I've got Jesus on top of all my sin, oh, but that's wow. not, but, but I look there and I see, Yeah. He, yeah, he, my God is there on this, putting himself on this tree to pay for my sins because, yeah, and make me free. He's forgiving me and setting me free. Um, he's, he's taking my place there. He's taking my punishment and he gave himself for me. And just what kind of God would stoop 
so low to become a servant and even, you know, despised and mocked for someone like me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, it's, it, it's it's so loving and it gives me so much comfort you know if any of you has any comfort from his love like there's so much comfort <laughs> yes amen yeah i noticed how you turned that um towards the law again uh you know and i i see that um you know it's really what sin does like do you remember when Adam sinned, right he had those four i words you know god says where are you well i was naked so I hid and I you know I I at four times we're here Paul uses the word I four times but look at the difference from self-centeredness to fully cross-focused living and and that's the power of the cross that it turns us from being inward you know, I could have lived all my life saying I'm a reprobate I can't don't measure up I'm you know, Judas, or I, 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 you know, and only the cross comes smashing down on top of all those eyes and says, look, (laughs) I took all that on myself. It has been removed from you. You're free from it. Um, And this is where the power is, right? This is, is this, tell me about this power, David, because we talked a little bit about your past, you know, as far as um, you went, what was it, 10 years living under this guilt and bondage and law and everything. And I assume that you were uh, involved in impurity and self-gratification and stuff during that. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, what happened, I guess, fill in the, the blanks for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, the power. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, let me just say this. There was one night when I'm, I was praying and I was going through one of the setting captives free lessons about seeing the gospel in every passage and asking God to help us see it. And I was praying and asking God. And in the middle of my prayer, there was this image in my mind that I had seen before, a, a you know, immoral, impure image that was slapped in front of my, my mind's eyes. And there was this overwhelming sense that this is who you are. Mm. Don't you feel like you want this? And there was some sort of feelings of, oh, you know, I'm a little bit tempted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, see, that's, that's who you are. This is who you are. And, and th- it was almost like, it, like this internal voice that was just saying, you can try. You can do these lessons. You can see what you think. It's going to be like a rubber band. You're this rubber band and you're going to snap back to this sin. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, I, and, and my feelings felt that way, but I said, God, I know that's not who I am. Please help me, help me to believe it. And the first thing God did was switch the lights on to see this image and to, and to see it for kind of the grotesque nature of it. And then I really wanted it gone because I was like, oh man, no, don't let me die with, with this grotesque, evil heart of mine. And you know what, the next thing that happened within a minute was, it was, it it was as though that image was being pulled away from my eyes and put on the cross. Mm. And I saw it pinned there along with many other images I had seen before. And Mm. it, and it was so clear that God got what, what God says in Isaiah, we all like sheep have gone astray. 
and each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And just, mm. I, I just almost crumpled with relief. Wow. And there was no temptation. And anytime now that I'm being tempted, I just say, God, I need help. And I'll, I'll text some of my friend, guy friends that know about this and just say, hey, please pray for me to see the gospel. But mm-hmm. often before I even finish the text message, I'm thinking about how Jesus took these nails for me. He took the punishment and, and I'm forgiven. And somehow him taking that and, and his forgiveness for me, um, it just... It, the temptation rolls off my back. I know that I'm loved. You know, I've heard you say the phrase, he loved me out of my sin. Mm-hmm. And where there's fear of punishment, the sin has its power. The, the power of sin is the law. You said that. And, and the Bible says that. But when I'm, when I'm confident and I look at the cross and if I ever doubted his love for me, that was the proof, you know, it's mm-hmm. shaped like the holes in his wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, Mike, I've been trying to, trying to prepare this one phrase for today. Uh, I was told all these years, there's no silver bullet for this sin. There's no one solution, no one silver bullet. That might be true, but there is a cross that it is mailed to. And that's where all the power is. <laughs> I've, I, I, I didn't mention this and I'm not going to spend t- time on it, but just briefly pass and mentioning, I have tried a couple different recovery programs and many different Bible studies and discussion groups and confessing groups and psychoanalysis sort of things and some counseling. And it all turned me on myself. It made me look at that snake bite and it left me with the poison. Yes. It, it acknowledged the problem, but I already knew there was a problem. It's like, Oh, this is this kind of poison. It's, it's going to work at this speed and, and hit these organs. And that's, yep. Your stomach is shutting down now. And it's like, oh. yes, it is. Now, what do I do about it? Look at the cross. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Look at the cross. And then you find all the venom draining out of you. It's, it's not that you're staring at it and, and acknowledging the side effects of being bitten and saying, sure enough, yep, that's happening. No, now it's all leaving me. In fact, I think I remember you describing it as uh, temptation comes knocking on your door and it's like Chihuahua's wearing a tiki mask or something now. And uh, just from the sense of when, when you're looking at the cross, the, the, the power of it destroys these strongholds, these images in our minds. Um, David, I can, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I used to have this like a mental library, you know, of thousands of videos at any one time I could select one of them. And I can tell you truthfully now, I can't recall a single one. (laughs) What I I do have is thousands of stories of the cross Uh that beat in my heart and that blaze in my mind um, that I can recall any of them. I can see right now the uh, stick, you know, being thrown in where the axe head was sunk and lost. And I was like that axe head sunk and lost in my sin of pornography and all kinds of other sins. But the wood, man, the wood was thrown in right where the axe head sunk. And what happened? A miracle, right? It just drew it right up to that stick. Jesus says, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Mm -hmm. And so this is the power of it that 
maybe somebody's listening to you and I and they go, yeah, man, I got that library right now and it's 3D color images. Guess what? It'll start fading to black and white and pretty soon it won't exist. Mm, praise it, God. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that we can't be tempted. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we have this power now and you've described it really well and compared it, like I said, with those uh, chihuahuas with the tiki masks. And I love that. That was, that was awesome. And you know what, the living in this truth, like that there is no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. When that just settles in my heart each day, I, I do love God and I do obey and I can physiologically see clearer, breathe deeper, stand up straighter. It's just insane. What just the simple truth that I learned in Sunday school just dwelling and letting these, letting the Bible give you these images and setting captives free. You know, I'm too, you know, I need the help, the, the fellowship. And it's, it, it really helps me to fill my mental library and pushes out. I hate all those other things now. Yeah. Wow. What a change. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Man. Well, cause you hate them. I mean, wow. What, what's up with that? Somebody's listening to you going, David, how can I hate this stuff? Mm. Seems ah. to me like I'm drawn to it. What What would you say to them about that? Oh man, the 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 friend friend. The truth is, Jesus has died for your sins. He has died for all of those those images. The sins that you've done are real, and so is His cross. So is His cross. His the nails in His hands are just as real. And he has taken it all, friend. You are, you are, your sins are there on the cross. Just look with us to the cross. See, see your savior. Cast, like Mike's just said, cast like a stick away so that you could be drawn up out of the mire and muck. Exactly. Exactly. And the truth be told, that's the only solution. Uh, you mentioned having tried other groups and teachings and whatever, um, and I had two, and pretty soon you get knowledgeable and prideful, and you remain enslaved. Um, you know, Peter sinking in the water, right? And he could have taken a course <laughs> on gravity, right? Here's what gravity does, draws you to a body of, you know, wait, I'm sinking, I'm dying, <laughs> And what he needed was Jesus' strong arm to lift him up and out. And that is what the cross is. It is God's right arm, which is not too short to save anyone. He's mighty to save. The cross is God's arm. In fact, if you read Isaiah 53, where it talks all about the cross there, the very first verse talks about the arm of the Lord. Who has believed and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? In other words, believing is associated with power. Believing what? The cross in the rest of Isaiah 53. And that's God's arm. And David, God's arm has come to you at the cross and has freed you. It broke the back of sin and set you free. And you can realistically look at living. You're what, 29 now? Yeah. Is that what you said? The rest, yeah. the rest of your life in this freedom. 
Um, of course, prepare for temptation. Let he who stands take heed lest he fall. We know that. But if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Not just free, right? Not just a sober drunk, but free indeed. Heart freedom, thought freedom. All of this is just glorious, isn't it? Um, David, I, I want to just give you a final chance here to share with anybody who maybe doesn't believe that what you and I are saying here is true. <laughs> maybe it's not true for them. Because <laughs> the evil one has convinced them, oh yeah, it's good for David, you know, clean cut young guy like he is, but not for me. I'm what can you oh, man. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I am a, well, you know, I am a sinner like the rest of us, but I have a great savior and friend, friend who's listening. I, <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I, I was listening to these podcasts and I thought, okay, I have to be one of those serious committed Christians and get several months of, of sobriety to, to be free. And, I just don't know if I can do it. Friend, I understand. Don't look at your past. Don't look at your track record. Unless you're going to see those things hitched up on the nails of the cross. Because, because I said the same thing a few months ago. Friends, I've been, I've been walking now just, just by looking at the cross. It's a new way of freedom. It's, it's, it, it is real freedom. It feels like freedom. That When I was trying to do it under the law, even if I went for three weeks, I felt tethered like that rubber band back to sin. No, now it's the cross. I'm free from day one. You're free from day one, even hour one. Are you turning right now to the cross? You're free in Christ. Are you trusting him? <laughs> Hallelujah. I wanted to stand up and jump up and shout because and <laughs> it's so true. And I hope people listening heard that. Hmm. Uh, you can believe lies from the enemy for so long if you just turn and look at the cross and you put faith in what you see, uh, the power of it will smash down and break the chains that were on you. They will fall away from your wrists. The prison door will open. Hmm. David, that's the very reason that Jesus came. He, hmm. His very first sermon, he quoted Isaiah 61 which talks about coming to free the prisoners, to set the captives free, to open prison doors and, and release those who are in darkness. Um, so he, it, it, should it be any surprise that you and I have experienced what he came to do? <laughs> this is why he came. Hmm. Um, and, and, and yet the problem is too, I think as you and I have, have said uh, before, is that the world has their solutions as well. You know, when Moses threw down his rod and it became a serpent, the magicians did the same thing, you know, and for a time they could copy his miracles. Um, until mm. And so we have psychology and we have 12 step groups and we have everybody trying to copy the power of the gospel. But you said it so clearly, I learned this in Sunday school. Uh, <laughs> And then, you know, somebody cut in on me and turned me to my performance, and then I lost all strength and all energy. So, um, David, thank you so much for joining me. We need to bring this to a close, but I do hope that you will come back and we can do this again on another day. Oh, I would love that. Yeah.
Yep. Jesus has done so much. It's, and, and it's never a burden to share what he's done. It's always a joy to share. It's always a joy to listen. And I'm so thankful for setting captives free for letting me listen and mm-hmm. see the cross. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. We'll talk again. All right.